0: Hello. Welcome to Reveal Him with Michelle. Let's talk about fear versus faith in today's podcast. Fear versus faith. One will rule your mind, heart, decisions, problems you face, and your future. One of them will absolutely rule your life and every decision you make. And so one can cause you to stumble, but one will actually produce the kingdom of God, heaven on earth in your life, not free of problems, but free of fear. Fear causes anxiety and and panic attacks and, and trauma, and it causes us to make rash decisions or not great decisions were led by the emotion, the strong emotion of fear versus being grounded and rooted in faith when something happens in our life. So when something happens, we have a choice. Are we going to go back to what we are used or what we have been trained in, which is fear. Many of us come from generations of people being led by fear. Or are we going to confront the fear and have faith in the Word of God and what God says about our lives to overcome? Now, Isaiah 8 talks about, don't say that everything these people call a conspiracy is a conspiracy. Don't fear what they fear. Don't let it terrify you. Remember that the Lord of armies is holy, and He is the one we should fear. And He is the one we should be terrified of. But He will be a place of safety for you. So Isaiah 8 verse 12 around verse 12 I just read those scriptures to you is telling us that there is fear and a lot of people have fear but we have a choice to not be fearful of what everyone is fearful of to not be terrified of everything that other people are terrified of he wants to become our holy place our sanctuary Who will allow him to be that for us are those that actually trust in him. Those that trust in him, he will become a sanctuary for us. He will become a place for us to hide. So Jesus is a sanctuary to the godly, a place of refuge for the godly, not a snare of judgment, not not sloppy grace. He is not a place to judge you. He is not a place to give you sloppy grace or for us to live in sloppy grace where we can do whatever we want and expect Him to be okay with it. It's about a life lived in Him, through Him, and to Him. So to the godly, He becomes a sanctuary. His teachings become a blessing to the godly. They become offense and a stumbling block to the ungodly. We learn about that not only here in these verses, but it's talked about um, in 1 Peter 2 and Romans 9.33 that our faith will not be put to shame. But to those that unbelieve and unbelievers, He would be a rock of offense. He would be a stumbling block for those who choose not to believe, who don't believe. So let's go back to faith. How can we trust? How can we trust God in every circumstance of our life, in every trial, every tribulation, every problem we face? What is our first response? Is it fear or faith? And how can we trust God? How can we have faith? Well, Proverbs 3 5 talks about not leaning to our own understanding, but Trusting in God with all of our heart, mind, and soul. We know that faith is a substance of things hoped for, of evidence of things not yet seen, according to Hebrews. Hebrews 11, he is, faith is a substance. It's something we can hold on to. It is not wishful thinking. It is not hope. But it's actually a substance that we can believe in for God to move in the impossible, to move my mountains out of our way, to help us overcome fear, anxiety, addictions, to overcome generational curses, to overcome bad habits and cycles of failure, cycles of abuse. He can help us. So I'm going to give you seven points quickly that will help you to trust the Lord. First is seek the truth and repent of unbelief. Buy the truth and sell it not. The truth is in the Word of God. When you seek truth, you seek the Word of God. And when you learn Of the word, and you learn the contract that God gave you, and He's teaching you about Himself and His ways and His plans. You seek truth in the Word of God and you repent of unbelief. You unpartner with unbelief. If you're unbelieving and you're doubting what you're asking for, what you're praying for, James tells us that we're like a wave in the ocean being tossed to and fro, and that we'll not receive anything from the Lord because. We're believing one day, and then out of our mouth, we're cursing exactly what we prayed for. We're speaking against the things we are asking God for. So we seek truth. We repent of unbelief. Number two, we spend time in the Word. We spend time in the truth. We sit in it. We think about it. We meditate on the Word of God. We look to Hebrews chapter 11, where it's the great faith chapter of all the things that were done through common men that believed in a miraculous God. So we spend time of the word and we spend time in thanksgiving, thanking Him for anything you can remember. Every time He's blessed you, every time He's brought you out of a problem, every time you recognize His hand in your life, you thank Him. For those moments. Number three, you surrender to his ways. There's ways that seem right into a man, but its paths lead into destruction. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Lean not to your own understanding. So we surrender our way. We crucify our flesh and its desires and its passions and its thoughts, and we submit it to the truth of the Word of God of how He desires to for us to live our lives because His desires, His truth, will actually produce the kingdom of God on earth in your life, heaven on earth in our lives. It will actually produce really good fruit in our lives for not only us, but for our children and our children's children and our families and our extended families and our friends. So we surrender to His way. Number four, we have to know his intentions for us. What is God's intention for you? Well, the Bible tells us that God has good intentions for you, not bad. That he has a plan for you that is good, according to Jeremiah. So if his plans and intentions for you are good, then you're able to trust him. You don't trust someone whose intentions are bad for you. It's hard to trust people who you know have bad intentions towards you. But when you know God's intentions are good for your life, to produce good things in your life, because that's what the Word teaches us, then we can trust in Him fully. His intentions for you are good. Number five, don't go back. Don't go back to old habits, and old ways, old ways and old patterns. Don't go back to old things, but press forward, press upward, press forward, run the race God has called you to look up, look out, stop looking back. Stop looking at your past. You're not limited by your past. But as you lock eyes with Jesus and you run the race that God has put before you, whether it's to be a mother, a grandmother, a CEO of a company, a business owner, a single woman flourishing in the world that you're put in, the place that you're living, whatever it is, you don't look back. You don't go back. You've been called out of darkness into His marvelous light. You've been called out of your past and you press forward. Number six, by faith and patience, promises are received. It's the waiting. It's in the waiting. It's in that time that is your faith is active in the times that you're being patient, that you're, being, that you're waiting for the breakthrough. You're waiting for the answered prayer. You're waiting for the impossible to happen. Your faith is active. You're standing on the Word of God. And it's by faith and patience promises are received. It's in the waiting that many soldiers, many believers fall. But have patience today. Believe God for the impossible in this season when you're waiting for it to come to pass. Number seven, remember and remind yourself of every breakthrough, of every breakthrough you see around you. If he's done it for someone else, he'll do it for you. He is not impartial. He does not have favorites. He will give you the same manifestations, to your dreams, to your promises, to your answered prayers as he has to anyone else. He loves you just as much as he loves everyone else around you. So if someone else is getting an answer to prayer, you can have it too. Remind yourself of every time he's answered and every time you've seen a breakthrough in someone else's life or in your life, remind yourself of the goodness of God. So these things will help you trust in God and have faith in difficult, hard seasons. Stir yourself up to believe God and believe Him for the impossible today because He wants to show Himself strong in your life, in this season, at this moment in time. Let me pray for you. Father God, I come to you through the name of Jesus, and I thank you that every person that's listening today We'll be blessed. Lord, may you remind them every time that you have given them breakthrough. Every time that they can see your hand in their lives. Every time someone has done something good for them or towards them. That it's been because of you, God. Lord, I thank you for the blessings. I thank you. We remember where you've blessed us. We remember when you've done good things for us. And God, I ask that you help us with our unbelief. Help us to trust you, God. Help us to believe your word over what we see in the natural. Help us to trust you and believe your word and believe for healing, to believe for wholeness, to believe for that good job, to believe for for a promotion, to believe for peace in our family, to believe for family salvation. We believe in you today. God, I thank you that you help us to believe. We know your intentions for us are for good, Father God. And we receive your goodness today in our lives. We receive heaven on earth in our lives. We receive healing for our bodies and peace for our minds in the name of Jesus. And we surrender to your way, God. We press forward and we will not go backwards. We thank you, Lord, and we love you. Thank you for today, and thank you for every person that's listening. I ask that you bless them, you give them great peace, and you give them great answers to their prayers, even this week, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. You know, in Bible study this week, we wrote down our prayer requests, and we laid them before us. And we submitted them to God before His throne. And we asked God to move and answer. I believe God is wanting to give you great answers to prayer this week. And as you write them down, as you pray, as you commune with God and you give them to God, I want you to write beside them when those prayers are answered. And see what God will do in your life this week as you pray and write down your prayer request. God bless you. I pray you have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon.